They say you should never judge a book by its cover. Well, you also shouldn't judge someone until you know their story. So my wicked awesome sisters and I are coming together to tell ours. Sharing our story isn't an excuse. It's an explanation. And now, Wicked Awesome Sisters Podcast. Last week on Wicked Awesome Sisters. You guys are not applying that I'm the most beautiful girl in the world. So he will not take this slander. He thinks that I'm the most gorgeous woman in the world. You know what? I am glad that you are with someone who thinks you're the most beautiful person in this world. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. Um, Is there anything else you guys want to say before we go? Ashley, you're a B, a B, a B. Amber, you're also a B, a B, a B. Autumn, you're a triple B, a B, a. <laughs> You're so annoying. And now the continuation of our story. All right, ladies. So we are officially on episode 13. It is our final episode of the season. We we did it. Woo! Yay us. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, anyway, I am really, really proud of you guys for opening up and sharing. And I know it hasn't been easy. And I know there's been a lot of things that we've talked about that we went into detail, but we didn't go into a lot of detail, but you know, baby steps and whatnot. And so I'm just really proud of you guys for sharing everything that you guys have opened up about. And I know I haven't really opened up too much about a lot of stuff just yet, but once again, baby steps, we'll get there. I guess I thought like this episode, we could kind of just you know, talk about how we feel and like highs and lows of the season. But before we do that, Amber, you were going to tell me something I told you to stop telling me because I wanted to hear it for the first time on air. So why don't you go ahead and share that little ditty you were going to tell me earlier? So speaking of the highs and lows, I thought it would be Myra first, but Tim went off the deep end first. So I got a phone call the other night from Echo that he was intubated and in critical condition in the ICU. Nobody really like knew anything. So I did call Myra. She was flying high like a kite. She was like telling me about seeing people and people coming after him to kill him. So I was like, whatever. Um, Went to go see Tim in the hospital as he was waking up. He was very confused and seeing things. But anyways, he, um, him and Myra decided to go on a 20 day crack cocaine binge. It got to... The point, apparently, him and Myra were hallucinating the same things, seeing the same things. There was a, a ritual or a ceremony. He keeps calling it two different things. Um, they were sitting at the dining room table, and they laid him down on the table, and he is now the, the king of this Indian tribe. Um, Shut up. Wait. <laughs> swear. I swear. So yesterday when I went to visit him, I had a kiss shirt on, and I'm like, Dad, these people aren't scaring you, are they? And he's like, no, they weren't at the ceremony. What? I swear. Hold on. That's not even, that's not even just it. So anyway, Myra was going along with the ceremony too. She's like, it's okay, Tim. It's okay. Like these people aren't going to hurt you, but he was convinced these people were going to hurt him. They also both saw Harry walking down the stairs at the house. Mind you, there's no stairs in the house. They both saw this though, with two famous redheaded actresses. And apparently he was doing that. And then also... Tim somehow got to Beverly Hills, California, and he found two twin basketball players. Wait, 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 go back. He hallucinated he was in Beverly Hills, California, or he actually went to Beverly Hills, California? He thinks he was actually there, but he hallucinated that he was there. But if you ask him, 
hundred percent he was there. That's okay. all really happened to him. <laughs> okay, this is why you should not do drugs. So he f- found these two guys that were twins that were basketball players, and their father apparently was a basketball player too, but he couldn't remember their names. And they were they were going over to their father's house to start a basketball team with Tim and these two guys, and then they went in an escalade and picked up. Kareem Abul, whatever, what's his name? I think it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or something. Something like that. So he was, he remembers him. He for sure was in the Escalade with them. Real quick time out. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was actually not there. This is all a hallucination. Then I'm not sure what happened. They were going to start a basketball team and they were going to win all these awards. And this was, this was happening. But then they ended up going back to the dad's house and Tim got locked out of the house. He thought, or what he had told me he was doing, was climbing on houses, climbing from house to house, trying to get in the window to talk to the the guy that was going to be the coach because he thought he was getting left out and, you know, he wanted to be on this basketball team. Reality is that he was standing outside the neighbor's house outside of his window at three o'clock in the morning, hiding in his rose bushes. Tim told me he wasn't just hiding in the bushes. He was the bushes. And then when the neighbor came out, he ran across the street to Sal's old house, tried to get in, and then ended up going down the street and um, turning on the street that is connected to it. And the next thing he remembers is he was talking to the police and they were flashing their lights and he thought they were like playing a game with him. So he was like crouched down on the floor. Yeah. So he, uh, he smoked himself crazy. And now I'm his power of attorney somehow. I don't know how I got roped into that, but now I have to make all decisions medically. So I'm sending him to rehab. So let's rewind for a second. How Where did you want to go back to Beverly Hills or do you want to know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, uh, definitely not Beverly Hills. The cops were actually there, correct? Yeah, according to him, but he got taken in an ambulance to the hospital. So he, I don't think he has any charges or anything because I haven't so seen that's any. why I'm confused is so he, the last thing he sees are the cops, but I'm wondering if he saw ambulance lights before he like bit the dust. I don't, so he was down the street. He was had turned down the street, but the first neighbor's house, because I talked to the neighbor, he called the police when he was outside the window and asked, he went outside and didn't recognize Tim. He must be so used to crazy people around that house because the first question he asked Tim was, are you trying to get to Myra's house? And Tim goes, <laughs> Tim goes, I don't know who Myra is. I don't know any Myra's. And then ran across the street to Sal's old house. Um, so how did he end up in the hospital? Like, how did he end up intubated and everything? So when he got in the ambulance, he told me he was convinced they were kidnapping him. He was strapped down to a board and they kept making right turns and it took him an hour and a half to get to the hospital. He was being kidnapped for this satanic ritual or something. Listen, I don't know. <laughs> like This is just a one crazy way to end the season because you literally cannot make this shit up. So like, where was Myra when all this was happening? Because wasn't she participating in this weird, like, high yeah, ritual? They were, they were reading Bible verses together, crying, and I, I don't know. When I talked to Myra the next day, she was high as a kite, was on her way up to the hospital to visit him, but now Myra is not allowed access to his room. She is Is banned. Myra not in the hospital, too, and Myra didn't get in trouble for anything? 
Myra is free and free as a bird. I saw her yesterday uh, and she is just living her high life. Shocker. I don't know. I don't know. I guess there's no criminal charges pending. The thing is, the way that he was talking is how Myra normally talks when she's on this stuff. It's just crazy because I've seen my dad do a lot of drugs and I've never seen him like turn into Myra. I have so much shit going on in my life and this is the last fucking thing that I need. You know, once again, shocker that Myra doesn't have any repercussions for anything. But she's used to this. She's used to staying up for 20 days, I guess. Like this is just another another day walk at the park for her. <laughs> oh, Lord. Actually, this makes me think of uh, another thing. Autumn, you had said not too long ago that Myra had been ringing you off the hook. Did you end up talking to her? Of course not. That'd be so silly of me. Did she leave a voicemail? She left four. (laughs) They were five minutes long each. The only person she has phone number memorized is mine. She did not have Amber's phone number. She did not have Autumn's phone number. Of course, she calls me. Echo, when she called you, did you answer? I was at work in the ICU taking care of critical care patients. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's important. I don't know. Let me take a second. It wasn't. It was Myra calling me, letting me know about Tim. Well, I mean, that's kind of a little bit important. I feel like, honestly, I was very torn on the situation when Echo told me about it because I don't have a relationship with Tim and I wasn't going to go see him at all. But maybe it's selfish of me. I didn't want to live with that guilt for the rest of my life. So I wanted to go up there and say my goodbyes. And then I was pissed when I found out it wasn't a real emergency that he smoked himself stupid. And I'm like, are you serious? Like you did this to yourself and you got me up here wasting my time on a Friday night after I just worked all day. I was pissed. So did Myra leave any voicemails with anyone? Just me. 15 minutes of her crying. The first five minutes were probably angry, actually. She was like, I heard you have a podcast about how much you hate me. I don't know how to get to it. This and that. Our brother showed her. I don't know. So she's talking about that. And then she tells me this story about she had a friend named Brenda said she needed to cook us dinner and she's sorry that she didn't cook us dinner enough. I don't fucking know. It didn't really make sense. She was definitely high when she called. And then she starts crying and she's like, I just wish that you would let me be the mother that I know I can be. I'm being so much better. I've been sober. While she's on a 20 day uh, crack bench. (laughs) (laughs) While she's high as a kite telling you that she's sober. Yeah, I mean, she was high as shit. It was a few weeks ago, so I don't know if she was on her 20-day crack bench just yet. It might have been like a little warm-up, you know, like a pregame. Yeah, it was preseason. And she's just like saying that she knows she can be like the best mother she can be. And then she's, she then she gets mad again. And she's like, she's like, I didn't get to, or me or your dad didn't get to walk you down the aisle. You chose Tracy. And she was like talking about how proud she is of me. I, I don't know if our brother keeps her updated on my life because I don't talk to him that often either. So I don't know if he knows too much about my life, but she's like, I saw you look so beautiful for your wedding and your brother told me what you do for a living and that you're living in Texas. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Why does she know so much about my life? That's so weird for someone that I haven't talked to in about almost two years. I kind of wish she had my number memorized. <laughs> do you want me to text it to her? Yeah, I'd love, because you know what? I'd record that shit and I'd air it for the whole world to hear. (laughs) Oh, I have recorded Tim a little bit at the hospital. I'm going to have him mentally checked in and they're telling me that he's okay to go home. And I'm like, no, 
Like he he's still seeing people at his bedside. He's not okay to go home and he's not going home. Oh my God. That's he's family. okay to get out of the ICU. There's like psychotic patients like screaming, help me. And I have to be checked by security before I can go in his room because he had drugs in his system. He had crack cocaine and oxycotton or oxycodone. I was very surprised he did not have Xanax. He said he thinks he was working on getting some in California. I'm sure it was a psych unit he was probably in. He's like, I don't understand why this happened. I'm like, well... You took the crack pipe, you put crack in it, you put it to your mouth and you hit it for 20 days straight. Maybe we should make better life decisions. You decided to smoke crack. He was, well, your mother pushes it on me and the guy pushed. I said, no one forced the crack pipe into your mouth and lit it and forced you to inhale. Like that was all you. So Echo, when Myra called you, you answered and you talked to her in her nonsense. Unfortunately, yes. Like I said, I was at work and I answered it and I was thinking, okay, it's going to be something important. Well, again, I'm in a critical care environment, so I have alarms going off. I'm like, well, I got to go. She's like, well, wait, wait, wait. I was like, well, I'll come back. I was gone for like 30 minutes, like doing stuff. And she just, I'm assuming she just kept on talking because when I came back and picked up the phone, she was still talking. Like I had never left the phone. (laughs) What was was she saying? I'm laughing because I know, I know that like she does that when she's real, like I guarantee that happened. She (laughs) carried on that whole conversation for 20 or 30 minutes, a hundred percent thinking that Echo was still on the other line listening to her. Oh my God. So what was she saying when you picked the phone back up? She, She was asking me if I thought he was going to die. And I said, I don't know, maybe. And she's like, she's like, I think it's just bronchitis. And I was like, I know a lot of patients who get bronchitis and are never intubated. They had to sedate him because he was so combative. Like one of the times he tried to climb out of the bed and run out of the room and he got pulled back by his catheter. I don't know. After that, she just kept on talking. I said, well, I'm really busy. I got to go. And then I went back and I worked. And then I, I let you guys all know because I know my feelings towards it, but I don't know. I won't take somebody else's feelings away from a situation. I mean, you and Autumn, you know, have the right to make up your own minds. Well, and I was honest about how, how I felt. I really was torn, you know, because I've done a lot to get where I'm at right now, as far as getting my life together and getting my mental health in check. And part of that was completely cutting Tim and Myra out of my world, out of my life, out of my thoughts. So I really didn't want anything to do with it. But I, I know that if something would have happened and Tim would have died, I would have never forgiven myself for not going up there and saying goodbye. Now I'm fucking stuck with his money and I'm his power of attorney and I'm ready to pull the plug. I offered him the same thing. I said, let me manage your money. Let me help you. You do it then. Let me send this shit to you because I don't want to do it anymore. I don't either. I offer him that. I told him I would be able to save for him to have his own place. This man gets money every single month given to him because he's a vet and he pisses it away in drugs. Honestly, for everything he's done to me, I just want to fucking keep his all of his money and be like, ha fuck you. It's what you get, you piece of shit. Do you Especially since you? he's not actually sick and he fucking did this to himself and now I'm fucking spent my whole Sunday in the hospital dealing with this shit. You know what? Now I'm thinking about it. He actually owes me a couple grand too. So if you want to start sending the money here. <laughs> you know, actually about 
15 years ago, uncle Tim told me, told me he'd give me about five grand. So start sending that my way too. Lee and I also convinced him that while he was messed up, he got married to Myra and he was freaking out. He's like, dad, no, we need to have that annulled right now. I'm like, yeah, you invited everybody to the ceremony. We zoomed in with echo and autumn. So everybody could be there as witnesses. And he like really started freaking out. I had to tell him like, no, I'm just kidding. Cause he was about to start going down a spiral again. You know, we've gone through like the first 12 episodes, basically bashing Myra and Tim and all of their other accessories. I know Amber, you said, you know, you had this guilt where if, if something happened, you didn't want to have to live with that. Why did you answer the phone echo? Cause you're the most attached, I think out of all of us. I didn't know who it was. Sometimes I get calls, like before I used to get calls from random numbers and it would be P and Brie and I will do whatever I need to protect those babies. But sometimes I'll get calls and it will be from my husband and it won't be from his cell phone. So I typically always answer if I, if, as long as it doesn't say telemarketer, I usually answer it. Just, you know, having Zach, his job the way it is, I just always answer. But then I also am not rude. I don't just hang up on people. Obviously, I'm going to hear what you have to say. If I deem it to be important, not important, I basically screen it. So when she said, Tim's in the hospital, your phone number is the only one I have. So yeah, I am detached. I am attached to certain things, but I give people plenty of opportunities. I am not cold hearted, like, you know, the detached. I have given Tim 1,000, 1,000 opportunities. And I I told him probably back in August, because he that's when he moved back in with Myra, I believe. Like, hey, this is a terrible idea. Like, I don't think you should do this. Give me your money and I will manage it. And you guys know I'm probably one of the best people with money out of all of us. Can I cut you off for one second? I also wanted to include that this little snippet that I found out. Um, he didn't pay his car payment, so he no longer has a car. And Myra is charging him $400 a month to sleep on the couch. I would not pay to sleep on a roach rat infested couch. I would want to be paid. It's like fucking fear factor at that fucking house. <laughs> I think Autumn's definitely the rich sister for sure. Autumn is the rich sister. Followed by Echo, then Ashley, then me. Ashley's number one. Yeah, Ashley's oh, yeah, number that's one. Right. Aunt Kathy sends her suitcases full of hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, Ashley gets six suitcases full of hundreds. <laughs> Sometimes if she's a really good girl, she'll get seven. You guys are so <laughs> stupid. I don't, my mom cut me off the second yeah, I turned 18. No, I am definitely not the rich sister. I am poor sister. You can't take that crown from me. Okay. You are poor sister. I'll be second <laughs> poor sister. I just want to know why am I number one? You're definitely the rich fucking sister. And why aren't you paying for us to do more things? What a rude sister you are. Why aren't you sharing that wealth? Why don't you buy me a bathing suit cover up for $25? I can't afford that shit. I got to pay on Klarna. Because we also have four installments. Our mortgage is two grand. Adam just bought a vintage car. We both have car payments. Do you know what this sounds like to me? Privileged people problems. That is privileged people problems. The fact that you guys have these luxury cars and a brand new home with all your doodads and whistles and bling bling, and you get to buy something off of the internet every single day, because every time I talk to you, you're buying something. You are for sure the rich sister. I think that I'm, I'm privileged because I grew up 
dirt poor. We never had electricity. We never had water. We never had anything. Well, and... Sometimes we had electricity. Oh, sometimes yeah, we maybe had water. once every other month we had electricity. <laughs> we did have a hose to siphon the water from the bathtub out. Yes. So now that we like, I do have money. It's I save a lot of money. Adam has still has student loans that we're paying off. We're still trying to get where we want to be financially. We put money into Roth IRAs and mutual funds because we want to retire at a young not age. only are you rich you're gonna retire at what 30 adam will retire at like 40 some and i will probably work until i'm 60 i will be the first to admit i have a bit of fomo so the reason that i am the second poorest sister is because I have a tendency to want to live life to its fullest. And so when I travel for work, let's hear it, Autumn. You're the rich sister? No, you're always like, did 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 she tell you she's a flight attendant? (laughs) Oh. Anyway, uh, yeah, I have FOMO because when I travel, I want to take part in eating the local cuisine and going and doing the touristy stuff and excursions. And it adds up pretty quick. So I feel like I have a great career. I have a great job and I make decent money, but my job also requires me to spend quite a bit of money. And even if I didn't do, you know, the, the excursions and going out and touristy stuff, I still have to pay for my food when I'm out and it's not cheap to eat out every single day. So help me. I'm poor. Since Adam's been gone, since Friday, I have eaten Refix lunch and dinner out. <laughs> I cannot help myself. Once again, privileged people problem. Right, I was gonna say, like, oh shucks. You know okay. what, Autumn? You eat fast food. I eat McDonald's. Okay. I know. <laughs> You're so cool. The alligators like you. My next T-shirt collection. My birthday's right around the corner. You guys could get me one of those. I would love a picture of P's face with like a little blurb, like that's. <laughs> that's one of his rap lyrics okay anyway now that we've gone down another rabbit hole what a way to uh wrap a season with a uh, doozy from uh, tim and myra it just keeps getting better so i guess with that i wanted to ask you guys you know we're at the end of our end of our first season what are y'all's thoughts like how do you feel about it I don't, I don't know how I feel like I'm in a place in my life right now where I'm trying to like really focus on my mental health. I think honestly meeting and talking with you guys and getting stuff out there in the open really helped me. And I dug right down to the bottom of the, what is it? (laughs) Of my soul to see what I felt inside. Okay. Let's save the chorus line uh, show for (laughs) the next reunion. I don't know. I feel like it helped me, but that is because it's, brought me closer with you guys and I talked to you guys I mean I feel like we talk pretty often what about you Autumn like how do you feel after this season first off you guys are even more annoying each one of you I've decided that after talking to you guys more often I have decided I am your biggest haters and I hate you guys but also that I love you guys why do you hate us because you guys are so annoying also I haven't really processed my feelings yet takes me a while just because I never know how I feel I'm really indecisive about my feelings like one day I'll feel oh I love this and the next day I'll be like oh I hate this so I have to process my feelings I don't know it's like Stockholm syndrome with you guys too Jesus Christ I love you guys but at the same time I'm like trying to run away I do really enjoy talking to you guys for me it's still hard to open up I very private person in general 
but I have enjoyed meeting with you guys and talking with you guys more often. And I feel like even even when we're not talking on the podcast, I do reach for my phone and like call you guys a little more often than I used to. Because I didn't really talk to any of you guys at all before. Liar. Me and I were Biffles before. Only because you live right down the street. I call Probably. I call all the time. She never answers. She's like, oh, I just can't talk right now. She's oh, always busy at work. I was dying and she made it sound like I was bothering her because I needed to know a medical diagnosis right then and there. Me to too. Know I literally to to called you back as soon as I wasn't in the middle of something. But you what if what? I would have died in the meantime? Listen to this, guys. Listen. I called Echo the other night. Zach answers the phone. I was like, oh, you shouldn't have answered. First off, rude. <laughs> Secondly, I wanted to know if I took too much ibuprofen because I took like a thousand some milligrams and I wanted to take more because I'm sicky again. Echo just could not be bothered by me. She just she's like, it's not important. Autumn, just stop calling me. I hate you and you're ugly. I, That's exactly what she says every time. I did not say that. I said you shouldn't take as many. You shouldn't be taking ibuprofen every single day. You should talk be to your honest, doctor Be honest, Autumn. You were trying to experience what Tim was experiencing. That's why you took that much ibuprofen. I have to take, at the very least, a thousand milligrams of ibuprofen every single day to not feel awful. But yes, I take a thousand milligrams of ibuprofen every day. Echo just could not be concerned at all with my medical condition. How is she going to be my nurse on call if she doesn't seem concerned? You guys realize that when I am at work, I am taking care of critically ill patients. You guys are not critically ill. You know what? I'm going to start Maybe calling mentally. Ashley. You should call me because I should have been a doctor. I have done some serious research i'm gonna start calling ashley then when i go when i when echo fails me. i know actually i missed my calling i would have been an amazing dr pimple popper i love it <laughs> actually from the amount of research i'm done if any of y'all's develop a lipoma i could probably exercise that demon myself just throwing that out your, there. your specialty would be pimple popping but what about like when i'm dying i can't call you for that I mean, you can call me and I can tell you what's wrong, but I can't treat it because that's not my field. So you would be a dermatologist, not like a normal doctor. I'm more like, I need like more of a regular doctor. No, I said my calling would have been to be a dermatologist. I'm more of like a multifunctional non-PhD doctor. I can give you my opinion on what you have wrong with you and it may or may not be correct, but- She's going to WebMD it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to Dr. Google it. I do that too. And it turns out that I have leukemia. Also, I'm dying every time I do that. Yeah, me too. I have like six different cancers every time I Google my symptoms. Back to what we were talking about, because I'm trying to keep this on track here. I said earlier, I'm really proud of you guys. I I think it's really admirable for you guys to step up and share your stories. And I don't feel like I really shared as much as you guys. So I can't really pat myself on the back for that. But I know everything that you guys have been through has been really challenging and hard. But when I'm talking about like reflecting on this past season, something that sticks out to me is as people have been listening to our show I've had so many people come up to me and tell me that they are so happy to hear that they're not alone, that their childhood, that what they thought was normal, that it really isn't normal and that they weren't the only ones going through it. And then I've also had guys 
who have listened to our podcast that have said, you know, a lot of what you're talking about, you know, guys go through that too, but they don't really ever talk about it. I wanted to bring that up because I feel like, you know, we were kind of hesitant going into it a little bit, a little scared, but I think we we've done a little bit of good. That's my thoughts on the first season. It goes by so quick. I feel like there's so much more you know, we're still only scratching the surface because there's so many more details that really go into each of these stories. And we're just kind of skimming it. Even, even for me, when I talk about my ex-husband or when I talk about, you know, growing up with my dad and my stepmom or or with two moms or or whatever that may be. So I guess with that, I was going to ask you guys, you know, how do y'all feel about doing a second season? I like doing it. And honestly, there are parts of my story that I still want to share. Like you said, you haven't gotten into a lot of details. Like I would like to share my experience with my, you know, my marriage that I was in with my other kids and definitely with my mental health journey, especially where I'm at right now, because I'm, you know, I'm very proud of myself for how far I've gotten, even though it hasn't been that long. So those are things that I definitely do want to get into. My only issue is the timing because sometimes like right now it's fine. But sometimes like it's hard for us to all get together and plan a time. If we do another season, we do another season. Like I'm I'm up for it. I am very conflicted on whether or not I would like to continue recording and sharing with other people. I don't mind sharing with you guys, but it's just it's it is hard for me to think that like, you know, people are out there, they're listening. And I know I had a very traumatic childhood I know that it was not I know you say normal but like mine was not normal I know that there's no such thing as normal but I know that what I went through was not okay and as far as meeting with you guys that's not really the issue for me it's just hard knowing like other people are sitting there and they're like you know like again like I think I told you at the, like the very beginning actually like they're sitting there and they're like oh wow some people are like poor echo or some people are like oh wow that's really And I just, I don't know, I've just never been one to like be a big share, especially with people that I don't know. But if you guys choose to continue on, I mean, I will be there to support you guys. I will be there to record if that's what you guys want me to do. So I do feel weird because like my boss listened to it and a lot of my coworkers listened to it. And that was a little weird to me because I, as you know, crazy as this seems, like I do not share my like story of being like abused and everything and by traumatic childhood with everybody i know that seems so crazy because i talk so freaking much and just doesn't seem like me right uh i saw that they had listened and i was like you guys know about me now so that made me a little uncomfortable but i do agree with amber and like i still do like want to share some aspects of my life to maybe comfort others Uh, I do feel uncomfortable that people know, and I'm scared that people would be like one day, I mean, granted, I don't ever think this would happen, but they'd be like, oh, and then say something on like social media or something about like how we handled the situation or this and that. I don't know. It just makes me nervous. I think anytime you put yourself out there, uh, whether it be in this format, which is a podcast, or whether you're just putting something on your own personal private social media you are opening the door to someone saying something negative or thinking something negative, even if your profile's on private, because sometimes the people closest to us can do the same thing. 
and I said this in the beginning, and I, I think it's true. Like I said, I've had people coming up to me. I think we're doing more good than bad. I think, you know, it's something that people can relate to. I think there's people that are really truthfully getting something out of it because they've told me it's not just a voyeur thing where people are listening and just like, Ooh, like give me the popcorn. I mean, maybe for some people, but there's also people where that's not the case. And it actually is helping them cope and helping them see that, you know, what they went through may not be okay, but they're not the only ones that have gone through it. For me, I feel like I have so much that I didn't even cover. Um, there's a lot of stuff like I've never even really told you guys, you know, the story of my, my marriage, uh, what I went through there or, um, how my sister comes into play with that one, you know, cause I, like I said, I don't talk about it a lot. And the reason I don't talk about it a lot is because I have the same reservations as you echo like it, it, and you too, Autumn. I mean, it's just one of those things where I don't, I don't want to open myself up for someone to be like, oh, poor Ashley, or, oh, did you hear what happened to Ashley or, you know, whatever. But I think in this format, I feel comfortable doing it because I, I'm i talking to you guys. And if sharing my story is something that someone can listen to and A, know that like they're not a total one in a million person that this happened to because that's how I felt when a lot of this stuff happened to me. I want to continue on, but you know, once again, there's four of us. I'm not going to have my own podcast. So it would have to be something that we all agreed on. I think, I mean, we could all probably agree on something doing it again, you know, whatever. I think that there's just so many reservations because this is the first time some, like I've ever shared my story. I don't think that I ever told anybody what happened to me until I was an adult, because when I did tell someone, Myra, about like what happened to me with like abuse and everything she blamed me so I think like as an adult like me sharing this for almost it seems like the first time it's it's scary it is a little uh unhinging to hear yourself share things that you haven't really told a lot of people about or that maybe you originally didn't want a lot of people to know about but I think it's also very freeing and some of the things I've talked about, it has made me feel so much freer of that weight that I was carrying because now I feel like I'm not carrying it alone, that I'm not the only one that has to hold on to it and that there's other people out there, whether they be strangers or our coworkers or our friends, a family, whoever, whoever's listening in, they can help take some of that load off, even if it's just by listening. I do agree that it's scary. I guess like... I don't know. I, for me, like it is scary sharing my, my past and everything that happened, but at the same time, like for me, it's also a relief. Like, I feel like it gives me, you know, then I feel like I'm not holding it all in. So, and I also really don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me. They can either think poor Amber or stupid Amber or Amber or whatever. I don't give a fuck. You don't care what they think about Amber. Amber (laughs) She doesn't care what they think about Amber, but she cares what they think about Amber. (laughs) Well, I don't give a shit what they think about either of those bitches. You know who she does care who she cares if they think what they think about burlap sack. That is a funny story. So Autumn, tell the story why I have that name. So one night I was trying to get Amber's attention and like, there was just a lot going on and I was hammered. Amber was so hammered. And also I think I was drunk too. Anyways. And I was trying to get Amber's attention. I called her every name. I usually call her Amber or Burr. 
you know because my friends from Chicago all refer to me as Burr so Autumn calls me Burr I was like Burr 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 and she was like just not looking at me and she's not doing anything she's just sitting and I'm like burlap sack and she looks up and she's like did you say something to me and I was like yes burlap sack and ever since then I've always called her burlap sack good old times and I answer to it it must be an inside joke. It is. Also, I'm- I love to call her Lady Glitter Sparkle because one time me and Ashley were on TikTok. <laughs> when you guys stayed up all night being loud as hell on my couch when I was trying to sleep. Oh my God. Yes. You were saved in my phone as Lady Glitter Sparkles up until about a month ago. And the only reason it oh. changed was because every time I go to text you, I couldn't find you because I had forgotten that I changed your name to Lady Glitter Sparkles. <laughs> No, she's still Lady Glitter Sparkle on my phone. I love it. You know, we've got some time to figure out if we want to continue on. Um, I will say this. Echo definitely, I think, came out of her shell from season or season one, episode one till now. Definitely talking a lot more. So for someone who has so many reservations, I think she's getting something out of this too, whether she wants to admit it or not. We've got plenty of time to figure out whether or not we want to do season two. I think we should discuss it more when we go on our cruise next week. Are we booking the pigs? No, because they don't want to do it. I bought a pig. I have, if you guys want to take pictures with pigs, we can go take pictures with my pig. Steven and I are trying to, well, I mean, we're poor, so we bought a pig anyways. It was only $50, but I have a baby pig and we're going to grow it and we're going to eat it. You're going to eat your pet? We don't have it as a pet. It's at our it's at our friend's house. Um, he has like a farm. So we just, it's our pig, but we just like pay him to feed it. And then he's going to send it to the butcher shop. And let's all do that with a cow. We can all have part of the cow. No, no. Oh my God. No. Like I'm not, I, I'm not really going to go see the pig, but if you guys want to take a picture with a pig, I'll take you out there while you're here so you can take a picture with a pig and you can give me the $150. I'll even <laughs> get a little splashy pool. You can do the water ones and the, the out. Get you know, slip I'll and slide. Guys, we get some I'll real mud going in, there. I'll give you guys the family discount. I'll do it for uh, $136. Stop. You guys are ridiculous. I'm going to pass on taking a picture with Amber's future dinner. Use Daddy Tim's money to buy us our excursion, Amber. Amber. Listen, but then I got like, (laughs) then I'm going to have like criminal charges. Like Tim's going to press charges on me and I don't need that smoke. I'll literally sell pictures of my peeling feet on Feet Finder. People will buy my foot skin. I know. People will buy weird shit. I guarantee I was, you this skin that's peeling off my feet, I guarantee you there's someone out there that would pay at least $250 for it. At least. This yeah, woman- and then your DNA is all over some future crime scene because anyone that buys foot peelings is not right in the head. There's this girl on TikTok. She sold her IUD for $5,000. Jesus Christ. This girl on TikTok sells her bath water for a grand, a fucking, like an ounce. Yeah, she'll sell Q-tips, fucking bath water, toenail clippings, toilet paper. Yes, it's fucking crazy. I need to, I need to look into this because I am obviously not in the right industry because I could be making a fortune right now. That is so disturbing. I was looking on uh, TikTok too, and some girl sells her panties for five hundred dollars a pop. 
Guys like to like smell them and stuff. I honestly thought about that, but I don't wear underwear. So, um, well, listen, she said she'll wear them for a few days and like go to the gym and shit. I'm like, oh, I can't even wear underwear for a full day without feeling gross. Yeah, there's a lid for every pot. Uh, I don't judge if someone is into all that stuff, whatever, as long as you're not. No, as long as you're not hurting anybody, but Maybe that's I, how Myra is getting all her money, all her crack money. She's telling <laughs> me. Please tell Here. the story. Harry one day was talking about Myra and he's like, nobody wants to fuck that. 10 days, same panties. Nobody wants to fuck that. What? 10 days, same panties. Nobody wants to fuck that. Oh, there I, I uh, translated it for you. About Myra? Yes, yeah. she will wear the same underwear for months not showering or anything nobody want to fuck that (laughs) same panties so i guess that's where we'll end our episode (laughs) 10 days same panties 10 days same panties nobody want to fuck that (laughs) oh my god if we do a second season i'm all up for it i love you girls and i love the time that i get to spend with you guys so if that's what everybody else is up to i'm up for a second season i am i'm very open to sharing more of my experiences uh, you know especially if it'll help people out but i also do feel like it really does help me this is like my therapy session and i love talking to you girls so if we do a second season then let's do it I'm up for it. I do like talking to you guys, even though I said you're annoying. I guess I don't mean you're that annoying. You guys are, but it doesn't matter. It's Echo really that's the most annoying, but I'm up for it. And I would love to talk to you guys more. Or maybe you guys should answer the phone when I call more often too. I do love talking to you guys. I wish you guys would talk to me more. Need need more communication, actually. Let's talk every second of the day. Bitch, I pretty much do talk to you every second of the day. But I I'm... know, I love it. Let's keep it going. Let's keep, keep you... these good vibes going. I will totally be there for season two to spend more time with you. Echo really said let's keep these good vibes going. I guess we'll have to talk about it when we go on our cruise. And we'll have to figure it out. And uh, so stay tuned. We'll see if Wicked Awesome Sisters is coming back. Maybe we can make a decision when we go on our cruise. And then we can air it when we get back and let the viewers or listeners know if we're going to continue or not. Or we'll just, like the boogeyman, one day come in. Surprise! New season! Here we are, telling all about our trauma. (laughs) I'm sure Ashley will let everybody know by posting a horrible photo of everybody but herself. (laughs) I'm sure Ashley has this marketing tactic down. She's like, post ugly photos of everybody else. No, you guys just I love how you have a shameless plug for your books on our page. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, yeah, I do. Your books are on our page. Just shameless, shameless plug, no problem. Yeah, actually, I'm going to address the first thing and then I'm going to address that. The first thing is autumn. I am planning on posting some really wretched photos of me from when I was younger. So them I to just, me first so I can decide if they're ugly or not. Oh, they're, they're, they're wretched. Trust me. I also happen to write children's books. You can purchase Wicked Awesome Stepmother or Roxy's Family Secret on Amazon. 
Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> He's a two-time published author on top of being a flight attendant, guys. Three-time and about and an accountant, bitch. Well, how come you only plugged two books then? I only heard you say two books. Because the third one is a compilation book. That book is called Beanie's Bedtime Stories. You can also find that book on Amazon.com. And my next book coming out around May of this year is called AJ and Addie. Stay tuned for that one. You guys forgot to add, Ashley is now an accountant and medical and doctor. doctor. And <laughs> all of her other, wait, what does she do? Candle maker and party planner. Adam, you're over here, a mutual fund investor. Didn't do any research. Let me buy things. Adam did this before I met him. It's something Adam had set up. I'm over here trying okay. to use Klarna to pay for a $25 cover up. Let's just keep that in mind, guys. I don't have any funds mutually or alone. Okay. <laughs> On that note, guys, I love you guys. And I'm going to see you in a week on a cruise. We're going to be the four of us in one bedroom. That is going to be. Ashley, this is a fucking two bed situation. Autumn said there's only two beds, but I thought it was four bunk beds. There are not two beds. I said, I looked, I Googled the room number and that ship. And there is a pullout sofa and two twin beds that you You put together. You can you guys are stressing out. Relax, please. Is there going to be room for our suitcases in there? How am I supposed to sleep with just a shirt on if I had to sleep next to one of you guys? No panties. You're, <laughs> you're not sleeping with just a shirt on. You're wearing panties. Otherwise, you're sleeping outside the cabin. No, you know what? Pantyless, Autumn. Autumn will be pantyless. She's going to wear her crotchless panties. She'll wear her crotchless panties. And I'll wear the beaded ones. Really spicy. I don't up. want any of your vaginal juices on the bed that I'm sleeping. On. Echo just I'll be vaginal real close. We'll have skin to skin contact there, Echo. <laughs> Me and you might have some skin to skin contact with the pearl panties on. <laughs> you guys, somebody was selling pearl panties. It literally was like, this is a legit question, but in what in the world is the center string with pearls for? And then the author, the person selling the pearl underwear, they are kind of like soft massage beads. They are adjustable. It could be close contact <laughs> or non contact. They help stimulate the Kegel muscles and it could increase the libido. There's so many spelling errors. I'm sorry. So like I was breaking it up a little bit. But yeah. I love Echo the quiet panties. one describing what the pearls on crotchless panties are used for. Echo's the silent freak I for was, sure. I was reading the comment of someone selling their used pearl panties. The, the reason you clicked on the ad is because you were interested in those used pearl she was panties. Like, Ooh, I wonder if I can get these for a dollar. She's like, me and Autumn yeah. can match and wear them on the cruise together. No. <laughs> no. You guys are a mess. You stumbling across a pearl panty advertisement, a used pearl panty advertisement. It wasn't you know, they it have too. algorithms, it's and it depends on how. Sure. They- no, no, it's a dollar bid page for Echo. Echo was so jealous when Autumn got those panties for her bachelor party. That's all she's been talking to Zach about. So now it's showing up in her. Echo, I'm in your defense. I know that it was also part of the dollar bid page because I'm on there as well. I'm on there for a good deal and did the you, panties. Did you bid on the pearl? Yes. I I bid it a thousand bucks for those used panties. Well, once again, I think this is a great way to end season one. Hell in a handbasket. That's basically where we went with this. So I love you guys so much. I love you. Love you. Oh, Echo just fucking said bye. Echo didn't even say bye or anything. She literally just clicked out. What a bitch. She said said bye in the chat. She said, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right. Well, I love you girls more than Echo because you stuck on. I love you too. She's so annoying.
Let's, <laughs> honestly, let's all block her and um, let's come up with a prank. Like can't, we can't talk about it on the thing because if we come up with it and we talk about it on here, she'll hear it before we go on the cruise. So after we get off this episode, then we'll come up with the prank and then we'll post the prank on social media. We're coming for you, Echo. All right. Well, thanks for listening in, guys. Love you, girls. Love, Love you. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this season of Wicked Awesome Sisters podcast and that I gave you a sneak peek into our Wicked Awesome Sisterhood. That wraps season one, but to stay in the loop with us and find out if we'll be doing a season two, you can subscribe to this channel and follow us on Instagram at Wicked Awesome Sisters. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time, stay wicked. Wicked awesome, that is.